Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. I'm Hezekiah Montgomery, host of Man in the Mirror, with our co-host tonight, as always, the magnificent, the one and only, Nichelle Johnson. And we are here tonight. It is the third Friday of the month. And we've been doing this since 2015, and we've carried it over to 2016, and now we are in 2017. Do you know what that is, Michelle? 2017? What is it? Okay. You missed it, but that's okay. We well, What is it? It's Perpetual Praise Friday. It's Perpetual Praise Friday. I'll say it again. PPF. We want to make, we're going to brand that. It's PPF. This is Perpetual Praise Friday, and this is our 12th one. Because if we we've been doing, we started doing it, and if I'm correct, in 2015, every third Friday, we just give praise to the Lord. If Michelle is, if, if it's just me and Michelle, we are still here doing Perpetual Praise Friday. Because you know what? It says, it says bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless the Lord. We have to praise him for everything that he has done for us. So whatever goes on in our life, we have to praise him. But before we go on any further, I'm going to ask Michelle to pray for us tonight since it's Perpetual Praise Friday. Amen. Thank you. Oh, God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for the opportunity to, once again, Lord, give your name praise, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for the opportunity to praise you, Lord, despite anything that's going on in our life, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for the opportunity to praise you because of what's going on in our life, Lord God, to praise you for all the blessings, for keeping us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Lord God, we know that we have many things to be thankful for and to give you praise for. Lord God, we know your word says that if we don't praise you, Lord, that the rocks will cry out, Lord God, so that you get the praise, Lord God. We know that you're worthy, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, that as the praises go up, Lord God, the blessings come down. So we just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to give you praise, Lord God. We thank you for the opportunity for our listening audience tonight to give you the praise. And, Lord, we thank you for everything that you're going to do in our listening audience live, Lord God. We thank you for them tuning in. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessings that you've bestowed upon them. And, Lord God, we just ask you to please continue, Lord God, keeping us, Lord God, in guidance, Lord God, giving us guidance and wisdom, Lord God, keeping us through your word, Lord God. We thank you for all things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. And I'm truly excited for this one because guess what, Michelle? This is the first one of 2017. We are in day 20 of 2017. And in 20 days, a lot can happen in 20 days. Do you believe that? How many people know that a lot can happen in 20 days? You know, especially when you're starting off a new year or a new month or it's not just a new month for us. It's a new year and a new month, and we've only been in it in 20 days. And I'm excited. We're, you know, we've had some new years. We have some new guests on the show already. We had a pastor. We had a fellow author on the show. So 
again, I'm truly excited because it's been a humbling experience, and I'm just elated about all that's been going on. And I'm even going to say, you know what, Michelle, what, you can actually help us start off today. I know you're excited about tonight. So what you have any praise reports? Well, I always have a praise report because, first of all, we all just need to thank God for just being here right now because somebody, somewhere, somehow they didn't even make it this far today. Somebody's not here today. And so, you know, that's becoming more and more apparent in everyday, you know, society with the things that have been going on with, you know, crime rising, the murder rate rising, accidents going on, things happen. Every day things happen around us, but yet the Lord sees fit to keep us. We're able to walk around and use both our legs and our arms. And and guess what? Even the people who may not have all the use of their limbs, they're still here. And so we need to recognize that whenever we're able to sit up and take a breath and to open our eyes, that we ought to be thankful from that point because we didn't even have to get that far. And so we have to remember that every day when we wake up in this year, 2017, that as soon as you are able to even open your eyes that day, that God has blessed you greatly in that moment. Amen, amen, amen. And that's a good thought because I asked the Lord, and this is something I've been working on, to cover me every day because everything's not always right. But whatever's going on in my life, I ask him to cover me so I can make it throughout that day, especially traveling, you know, on the roads of Baltimore City, Baltimore County, Baltimore area. It's not easy because there's so much going on, as you said. So I ask the Lord every day just to cover me from the time I walk out the house to the time I come back in, because we have to give thanks. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually on my mouth. And that is Psalm 34, 1. And that's a good time. And NIV says, I'll extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glorify the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us extol his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how when King David wrote that, he also wrote the 23rd Psalm. And, you know, and in it, you know, I will fear no evil, thy rod is with me, you know, thy staff is with me. So, you know, I, you know, when we read the 23rd Psalm, it says, um, he delivered me from all my fears. We all have fears. But when we read the 23rd Psalm, um, if we back up, that was Psalm 34, but he said that in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in great pasture. He leaves me beside the still woods. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkness and thou, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So then he goes on in Psalm 34, and 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So he's always going to be there when we seek him. When we seek him, 
he's going to be there. That's a blessing because, you know, again, like you said, there's so much going on. And, ladies and gentlemen, I do understand what we are. We know what today was. We'll get into that later, but we know what today is. We know what today was. We know what today is. We know what we got to deal with for the next four years, but that's okay. Because, you know, you know, that's okay. We ain't even got to worry about it because it's all under control. Meantime, we have all been through something in our lives. You know, I know I've been through something. I wrote a book about it. So I know I've been through something. I'm still, I'm still standing in the show. I'm still standing. We go through stuff. We're still standing. We're still here. So, you know, we can just, if we, this is the time in our lives where we're going to have to open up our books, open up our Bibles, and read and read and read and read some more. Pray, pray, and pray. We're going to have to pray for our families. We're going to have to pray for our friends. We definitely got to pray for our government. This is the time that we're going to have to get on our knees. You know, at my church, we have um, prayer corporate prayer every Saturday morning, 8, 8 to 9 every Saturday morning. I try my best to make it as many as I can because we need that prayer. You know, prayer, you know, he said pray without ceasing. He said uh, pray, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. All throughout the Bible, Jesus prayed before he did everything. He gave thanks. He just thanked. He thanked God for everything. He thanked Heavenly Father for everything before he did anything. And that's why when we come to the Psalms, when David said, I will bless it all at all times, I'm always going to continue to praise. I'm always going to continue to lift up my head, regardless of what it, regardless of what it looks like. God is already in it. You know, we, you know, one thing, you know, one thing Satan kind of realized that God was already in it from the beginning. He knew the whole story before Satan even came across. He was just letting it play out because God is in control. You know, he gives us that will to do good and evil. So when things, you know, when things happen in the way it happened in the beginning of civilization with Adam and Eve, God already had a ram in the bush, and that was Jesus Christ. And he opened the doors up for us to be able to make it into heaven. You know, as we know in the Old Testament, they used, uh, um, they had to do a sacrificial lamb without, no, it couldn't have any blemish. But in the New Testament, Christ came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So I'm just excited. I'm excited about what's going on. Yeah, life is going to try to beat us down, Michelle. Life is going to try to beat us down. We're going to have issues and problems, problems and issues. But long if we know that Jesus is Lord, we okay. We definitely be okay. Any comments, Michelle? Yeah, I just wanted to <laughs> jump on what you were saying in reference to, you know, what today was so because of what today and so for any of our listening audience who did not know i'm sure there is no one in the world who doesn't know what was going on today but just fyi it was the inauguration of our new president president donald trump and he is now officially the president uh as of today and has started his four-year term. So with with that being said, I think today was an absolute great day for this show to be on because we're talking about perpetual praise. And as uh, both Hezekiah and myself kind of hit on, you know, we we have to be able to 
stay in that mode of praise and giving God praise for all that he's given us and not concentrating on either what we don't have or what we need or what we don't like or what, you know, what we think because we know that we're not supposed to lean to our own understanding anyway, right? And so, you know, there are certainly um, parts of the word that tell us that one of the things, so I think the, the biggest thing that we need to keep right now because people are just so anxious and nervous and worried and upset and, I mean, people are just going through a whole range of emotions, and as we've been coming up to today, we've been seeing them, and it's not just people we know and people we see every day, but it's also people um, who have fame and notoriety, so they've been on TV expressing their views, and, and people, journalists talking about it, so it's just been really ridiculous, and the biggest thing that we need at this time is we need to keep our peace. And that's something I was thinking about. I was like, well, Lord, you know, this is Perpetual Praise Friday, but at this at, at this time we really need to know your peace and your comfort at this time because that will calm down all these emotions and, and these upset feelings that people have going on at this time. And so that's one of the things that I was really thinking about, you know, bringing out for today. And I just wanted to bring out, excuse me, a couple of scriptures um, that kind of discuss that. So um, one is Colossians 3 and 15, and it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Amen. So, you know, I think that says it kind of in a nutshell that as, you know, if we identify ourselves with the body of Christ, that we are called to be peace. We are called to have peace. We are called to bring peace into every situation that we encounter. But with that being said, you know, it's a lot of things going on. People are angry and lashing out and people are protesting and all that. But God has called us to peace. And also it says, and be thankful. So that's that what I was talking about earlier, which is no matter what's going on, we're still supposed to be thankful for, the, for God, for just the very fact of what he has done in our life and not looking at everything that's going on around us. Because if we are people of faith and we have real faith and a now faith, then we know that we go by what's in the spiritual realm and what God has said and not what we see with our eyes. And then also Galatians 5 and 22, talking about the fruits of the spirit. But we know, you know, it's love, joy, peace forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, and those are the kind of, uh, you know, characteristics that we really need to display during this time because I can't say what's going to happen. I'm not into the game of trying to predict things because there's a lot of that going on right now. People are predicting all sorts of things. 
Um, I don't necessarily think everything's going to go rosy, and so we're just going to have to see what happens. <laughs> but during this time, we need to make sure that we are still displaying that love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness that God has directed us to do. Amen, amen, amen. And I'm just enjoying what you said because we, we're going to have to hold fast to everything we know, to everything we believe, to everything we were raised on. For everything that's in us, we're going to have to hold fast. Fast. We're going to have to hold fast. We're going to, you know, this is the time where we need to start, time we need to start praying. We're going to have to stay in fast. We're going to have to stay in prayer. This is the time right now. If there was any other time in our lives, this is the time. And I like um, what our pastor, uh, my great pastor, um, said um, when Bible study this week, and I'm going to use a, you know some reference from that because he was talking about holding fast to a faithful God, challenging your faith. If you got faith, and I'm telling you, and I actually wrote, uh, did a poem in my book on Hebrews 10:35, and that was, you know, when the Lord gave me that, He just made me like, okay, I got you. I see, I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Um, it was talking about faith because yes, we're praising Him, but we have to have faith and know, you know what, God, I know what you're doing. And Hebrews. 1035 says, do not throw away your confidence. It will richly reward you. Yeah. You will you need to preserve, persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. So, again, it says, so do not throw away your confidence, and it will be your, it will be richly rewarded. And let's see what the King James, a lot of people like the King James version um, of that scripture. So I'm going to look that up. But it was, you know, it was something that said, do not throw. You know, sometimes people like to give up. We like to give up because, like, oh, Lord, I think our whole nation is trying, you know, some people want to give up because it's like, what is going to happen? We are, we are really messed up right now. But you know what? God knew it was going to happen. He knew it. He knew it. Hebrews 1035, King James verse says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Do not throw away our kind. We, you know, we still have to hold on to our faith. Sometimes it's like we want to throw our faith, faith out, like, oh, Lord, we all in trouble. But you know what? He who, our newly elected president, doesn't wake you up in the morning. Our newly elected president doesn't put us to sleep at night. He has to go to sleep at night like the rest of us. He has to, he has, you know, he has a God that wakes him up every morning too. So we have to we have to be open minded about this. Okay? So God wakes him up like He wakes me up. God lets gives me some rest like He gives him some rest. So guess what? Who's in control? 
That's just that's just a little bit of information. Who's in control? And that is, you know, we have to we have to start putting our mind on Christ as on God and take our mind off everything else. Because everything else will drive you to drink sometime in the show. So, you know, everything that family, friends, you know, feminines, you know, some, you know, those are the things that drive you to drink. But if we put our mind on Christ, if we put our minds on Christ, he will give us the directions that we need to go. He will help us out in this time of turmoil because what they say, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Trust me. Um. So, and, you know, we still, like I said, we have to hold on to the faith, to our faithful God, holding fast to the faithful God. And this is something that the pastor, he said, know what you believe and believe what you know. And I had to write that down. I'm like, really? know what you believe. If we believe that we have a faithful God, then and if we know what you believe, because we know, we be- know what you believe and believe what you know. So you have to know what you believe. If you believe in the faith that God is faithful, then you got to believe what you know. Sometimes it's like, you know, as we're growing up and we take a test, we psych ourselves out in the shop most of the time. You know, you take that test. You know, you already know the answer, but you second-guess yourself and put the wrong answer when you had the right answer right there. Some people erase the right answer and put a wrong number. But when we know what you believe, if you already know the answer, you got to believe that that answer is the right answer and hold fast to it. Many of us don't do that. If we believe we have a faithful God, then we have to know it and believe what we know. And there was a scripture that I like. Uh, all the scriptures that he gave us that night is uh, Lamentations three twenty-two. To 26, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never, compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Now, waiting quietly is not many of us hours forte. I'm going to be honest, waiting quietly, because if you don't hear no noise, if you don't hear those children, the children could be somewhere just chilling, but you're looking for to hear some noise, and you're running, and they just chilling. You know, so when he say wait, wait quietly, it is good to wait quietly, how many people in everything that is going on right now, i said say it again, in everything that is going on right now, how many people can wait quietly? Don't all, don't all raise your hand at one time, but I'm just saying, <laughs> how many people can wait quietly right now? He said, it is good to wait quietly. Said, yeah, right. I got the bills coming, and, you know, we got this newly elected person in the office. I mean, I, my insurance is in jeopardy. I mean, you know, I got, you know, every, all the bills just keep coming up. I got more bills than I got money. I got less money and more bills. But i read that again. Because the Lord, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Hmm. What 
is the definition of consumed? Consumed. We are not used up. We are not, you know, when you consume, past intense consume, past participle consume, eat, drink, digest. People consume a great deal of sugar and drinks, okay. But we are not used up because, it's so, you know, we are, sometimes we are drained as people with so much going on. People are stressed. I know people were stressing as they were watching, you know, what was going on today. People were stressing. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, some were retaliating. So, but it's to the point where, you know what, I told a person a while ago, I said, you know, it's like you're going to a new school, you got new principals. So guess what? You got to deal with it for the next few years till you move on. And this, you have to think of it in a different way, in a positive way, because Satan wants us to think of everything in a negative way. Of course. So we're not going to be used up. I read that because of the Lord's great love, we are not in quotes, consume, a.k.a. used up. His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So if his faithfulness, his compassion never fails, his faithfulness never leaves us. They are renewed every morning. Every morning is a new day. We can't go back and fix what happened today because what happened to, when tomorrow comes, when the 21st comes, at 6.30 a.m., whenever you, know, whenever you get up, it's a whole new day. At 12.01, that's how fast it goes. At, put it this way, 12.01 and two seconds, that's the new day. I don't know if you guys ever watched. This is a funny thing. On New Year's, there were, a bunch of, there were twins that were actually born. One was born on New Year's Eve. Eleven fifty nine, I believe. Eleven fifty nine, and the next one was born on New Year's Day. So, what kind of predicament are, are those parents in right now? They got one is basically going day the same age, but a year apart by seconds. You know what? Only God can do that. We couldn't plan that out if we tried. <laughs> Only got the mother couldn't probably plan that if she tried. I'm sure she was trying to make sure they born. I'm sure she wanted them born on the same time. But only God can plan seconds, minutes, hours, days. Only God can do that. And I knew, and God is funny. God puts jokes. And I know them, I know them parents would just laugh and like, wow. I'm born on one day, and I'm only a few minutes older, but I'm still under by 12 months. So when one turns one, the other one is, is, you know, will be turning one 10 minutes later. So, you know, a few minutes later, only God can do that. That's, Mm -hmm. these are things that only God is in control. We try to control things in our society, you know, so just because we have a newly elected Trump today, I mean, new president, that's okay. (laughs) God got him. God's got him. Because, you know, only, you know, uh, people don't realize a person can only go as far as God will allow them to go. That's his permissive will. And once, you know, 
once that permissive will, he can't go but so far, and that's it. Regardless of what it looks like, you know, he doesn't have as much money as God has, because God got it all. So, you know, as that song, he got the whole world in his hand. That is true. God's got the whole world in his hand. But um, that's enough of that for now. Um, any clo- any comments? You know, not closing comments. Any more comments before we take a break, Michelle? <laughs> the show's not ending. <laughs> no, I want to, well, I always say no and keep talking. I don't know why I do that. But anyway, yeah, I know. That's just your MO. We know, we know. They know you already, so. Well, I was thinking about, you know, everything that you were just saying. And so, you know, it it was a lot of things going on today. And I know some further things planned for later on um, dealing with uh, Trump's presidency and all that. So I, I just really wanted to put these few scriptures out there before we go to break. Um, and so you guys can kind of... Uh, meditate on that while we're at break and maybe we can talk a little bit more about it when we get back. But the first one is uh first Peter five and seven. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. First Thessalonians five and fifteen. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then James three and eighteen Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So I, I just want you guys to meditate on that while we're uh, at break, and we can talk a little bit more about it when we come back. Amen, amen. And so I won't forget because I have done it before and then caught myself later on in the show reminding me a few notes from our sponsors and supporters. Music instruction for all learners where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set an appointment to talk to our instructors. And we have some exciting news from music instructors for all learners on Leafbound Inc. Please join us on February, or no, February, I'm already in February. Please join us on January 29th, 2017, as we do our 12 and 12, 12 churches in 12 months. We're doing 12 mini recitals in 12 churches in 12 months. Get it, 12 and 12? Our first church will be Four Life Ministries under the direction of Pastor Jamie Gilmore, located at 100 Brantley Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland, 21217. Come support us as we give awareness of our program to the community. The program will begin promptly at 4 p.m. and end at 5 p.m. And remember, music instruction for our learners, where music knows no age. Another sponsor is Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was to create, created to empower, inspire, Motivate and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. And we'll be back. And just remember, regardless of what's going on, he's bigger. Universe, 
bigger than the sun and the stars. You're bigger than the things oh, that could tear me apart. You're bigger than the universe. You're bigger than the sun and the stars. You're bigger than the things oh my, oh my, that could tear me apart. Thank you. 
Live with the man in the mirror with your host Hezekiah Montgomery, along with co host Michelle Johnson, with our perpetual praise Friday 20, praising him and 2000, I'm sorry, perpetual praise 12, praising him in 2017. This is our first, it's exciting, our first perpetual praise Friday in the year of 2017, and we have. Eleven more to go, but that's okay because each one is going to get better and better and better and better. And did I say better? And we were just, you know, just giving some information, just praising him, talking, you know, giving some inspirational scriptures, just talking about that. And I like that song because you're bigger, talking about he's bigger, regardless of what's going on. And our life right now, what's going on in our nation, what's going on in the world, that is nothing compared to how big God is. There was a saying in a play that came out uh, years ago in the show called, Your Arms Too Short, the Box for God. <laughs> Amen. So many, <laughs> yeah. many people try to think they can box with God. Your arms are too short because you, you ain't going to reach that high. You can, go, you can go to Mars and your arms will still be too short to box with God. So, you know, we got to think about, and I like um, what that song talks about, but Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and we talked about this before on the show, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah. I read that again, for I know thy plans I have for you. So God knows our, you know, God is faithful, and we can just praise him for he knows the plans. Now, it's like, you know what you got, we have for our kids to do. We want them to finish school, go to college, and get a good job. 
Hopefully, all in those, you know, those that way. Sometimes, you know, we get these little detours and redirections. But uh-huh. hopefully, somewhere within that, those are our plans for our children. So, so God is the same way. For I know the plans I have for you. Now, He can say it because He's our Father. He's our Daddy. He knows us. He knows us better than our husbands, our wives, our friends, our best friends. He knows how many here some of us have on our heads, some of us don't have. You know, he knows everything. Declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So when we really think about that, many of us have feminines out there. We don't know, you know, they say keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer. That way, you know, you ever heard that one, Michelle? Of course, yeah. You, know, you keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer because you want to make sure you know what's going on when them, you know, fremenies, you know, try to do anything. You know what's going on. But see, God is a true father. He raised us from a baby on up. And so he knows, you know, he's bigger than anything that's going on in our life right now. Regardless of what, like, he's bigger. He got it. You may be anxious. You may be going through, but he's got it. And um, Hebrews ten Hebrews ten twenty three was a good verse too. That was the one that was before ten twenty five, ten thirty five. Let me bring that up real quick. Hebrews ten twenty three was a good verse that we talked about in Bible study this week, and it states, "Let us hold unswervingly mm. to the hope we profess." For he who promised is faithful. Hmm. Unswervingly. What is that? That's a word. That's a mouthful right there. <laughs> Unswervingly. And basically it means it never right. changing. Never changing or becoming weaker. Always steady and constant. Yep. It says without swerving or turning aside. The strip dries. Throughout the night, the business the businessman who goes unswerving to business, regardless of what you're doing, like you said, Michelle, you ain't you ain't stopping that course. We're just going to keep going, regardless of what it looks like. Now, unswervingly, I like that it says unswervingly, do not, do not, you know, we got it. Now that's hard to do sometimes. Am I, you know, I know I, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes when we hear these things, we're like, really. <laughs> no, really. I say it again. Really, he says, "Let us hold. We got to hold on to this unswervingly. Meaning, this is the course we're going. Don't turn right. Don't turn left. Don't look up. Don't look down. Hold fast to the mm-hmm. hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. So right now, in all our lives, we have to hold unswervingly." We can't swerve, we can't dodge, we can't jump. He said hold swervingly. In other words, when you're in war, you don't stop. You keep going. If the commander gives you, and this is he's the commander, he's telling us, hold, let us hold unswervingly. He's the commander in chief. We like, when that when you're in the army, if they say jump, you ask how high. When you you in the military, if they ask you to do this, you ain't gonna say, No, I don't wanna do it. That's court martial right there. You know, once you sign those documents, and if they say jump, you're gonna say ha ha, master sergeant. You ain't gonna look. You ain't gonna say anything else. That actually will bring us to 
Joshua. That will actually bring us to Joshua. And what happened in Joshua? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Why am I going back to Joshua? Well, this is what happened in Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now that you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River unto the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites, I will give you every place where you're, where you set your foot. Now, he's telling a promise, hold unswervingly, let us hold unswervingly. Okay, here we go. I promise to Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. When God says no one will be able to stand against you, you're holding your unswervingly, okay, this course that he has set before you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. He says this several times in these few verses because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Again, be strong and courageous, very courageous. First he says be strong and courageous. Then he adds another one. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it unswerving. Do not, ooh, only God can give you that. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Do not, you got to do this unswervingly. I'll read that again. Let us hold on unswervingly. Okay, so do not turn from it to the right or to the left. He said, be careful to obey. That means the word of God, all the law, the word of God, the law. My servant Moses gave you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. So regardless of what's going on in our lives right now, we that's a, bless, that's a praise report right there. I'm going to be successful. He said, hold, let us hold unswervingly. Do not turn. He can, you know, keep the book of the laws always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you, you will be prosperous and successful. So he, this is the problem. If you do this, then this will happen. Then, that's a transition. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be here? We go again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. So, how not, how, so why are we worried about anything that goes on? Because half the stuff we already know what's going to happen. Half the stuff we already know, you know, how it's going to, the story's already played out. We just have to sit back and watch the scene by scene as it's going to happen. God knows what's going to happen in our lives. That's why he wants us to hold on unswervingly. Don't don't go nowhere. Hold, stay in your battle. When a you know, general says, hold this position. You can't, well, General Captain Mighty Man, sir, uh, I think that um, there's more than them than the more of us. General still, General still saying, hold your position. Regardless of what it looks like, you're looking over there like, wow, wow. 
And you're like, what is going on? But he said, hold your position. Any comments, Michelle? Oh, I'm just listening to what you were saying, and I I was just, you know, thinking uh, that we really, I guess as far as, as how we choose to continue to operate, even under this new um, presidency, I was trying to think of the right word, <laughs> under this new presidency, um, you know, that God actually... Everything, every situation that we deal with, as uh, Hezekiah was saying, you know, he's already really spoken on what we need to do. That there needs to be, there there needs to be an increase in faith, an increase in prayer, an increase in passing, and fa- in passing, and fasting, and and an increase in the peace and the love that we show people. And we're supposed to, you know, continue to do what God has directed us to do. Nothing has changed with us because this, because of this presidency or anything else that's going on. Because some people, I mean, and I'm just being honest, some people may care less about this presidency, but nothing has changed from one day to the next. Obama was president yesterday. Trump is president today. And today is still today, and yesterday was still yesterday, and and nothing has actually changed as far as what God is to us and what that means for us as his people on earth. So we just have to remember that. And um, 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, it says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we are directed to do in the word of God. We are supposed to be praying for uh, peace and praying for our leaders and not just Trump. It's a whole, you know, there's a whole lot of people that have their hands in the mix here, and so we need to be praying for our government as a whole. And um, one of the things that I was really looking at is, you know, that Jesus told us in the Bible that God is the one who gave authority to the government. Because it says uh, in John 19 and 1, you will have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. So the authority for them to even rule over anything on this earth is because God allows them to. Amen. <laughs> so we we need to amen, really, amen. really, really remember that and and not become just so destroyed over, you know, what's going on. And um, what, you know, what's happening day to day on this earth, because our concern, we are here, we are here on this earth, and I understand that, but we're we're to be concerned about heavenly things and not worried about uh, what's going on day to day here. What we're supposed to do about the things that are going on day to day here uh, is that praying and that fasting and supplicating and, and, you know, 
crying out to God about anything that tries to take away our peace or tries to divide or anything evil that comes against us, any any weapon that's been formed against us, we, you know, we we need to call out to him. Psalms 37 and 37 says, consider the blameless, observe the upright, a future awaits those who seek peace. And so we're supposed to be worried about that, the blameless and the upright, and, and worried about our future and not about at the everyday happenings of what's going on here. Are we here? Yes, we're here because, you know, sometimes people, when they're listening to people read scriptures and they're listening to people talk about the word of God, it seems so supernatural to them. And it's like they can't bring it down. And I've had trouble, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, I, I understand all things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, I know from personal experience that sometimes when we hear the word or some things that are in the word or God gives us a word that we look at it as if it's unattainable by through our, you know, through the natural. Like it's all, oh, it's up in the heavenly realm, you know, and, and that it does not apply to our everyday lives. But what we need to remember is that every single thing that God has given us in the word has a natural application. Everything that he gives you, all the word that he gives you, can be applied to your everyday life, the things you do in and out, your family, your job, your relationship, how you grow in him, you know, just how you look at your day, how you treat people, like all of that is all is all in the word. And so the, the last scripture that I, I want to give for this, this evening is first Peter three, nine, three, eleven. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing that reaping and sowing, right? For whatsoever, for whosoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Amen. Amen. And I'm actually going to close with a story from the Old Testament because sometimes we feel like we need a lot to get stuff done. We we think that we don't can't really make it in our path as Christians, as you know, pastors, as you know, ministers, whomever you are, we all go through. Sometimes we think we need a lot of people to get God's work done. And we think we think we need a lot of people to praise him and what's ever going on. But in Judges chapter 7, the Lord gave me this. I'm going to start at verse, uh, early in the morning, verse chapter 7. Early in the morning, Jerubbabel, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harad. The camp of Midian was north of the north of them in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver, deliver Midian into your hands, or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me against me. My own strength has saved me. Now, 
announced, announced to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. And when I read this, Michelle, I'm like, wow, listen to what I'm going to say now. Mm-hmm. So 22,000 wow. men left while 10,000 remained. I mean, you, you mean you had 22,000 men that were scared and they left because they were looking at what was before them and said, oh, no, I'm going back home. Anyone who trembles with fear, go home. And, um, and 10,000 remained. One thing about God, people try to go back and forth with God because Gideon tried that in the former chapter. The Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. I'm like, what? I said, okay, Lord, I got 10,000 men, and you're saying that's still, still too many? All right, man, man, take them down to the water, and I will then send them out for you there. I'll, if I say this one shall go with you, he shall go with you, go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took them down to the water. There the Lord uh, told him, separate those who lap with lap the water with their tongues as a lap as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred of the men drank from cupped hands, lap, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with the three hundred men that lapped I will save you and give you the Midianites into the hand. Let all the others go home. So remember, 22,000 and 10,000, now you're down to 300. And there is a saying, and before I finish, that those who knelt down and took cup the water in their hand had their spears in their hands and were still ready for battle. If you decide to kneel down, and lap, you are defenseless because the enemy can sneak up on behind you anyway and kill you. So I heard I heard a pastor say that, but I'm going to still do some research on that. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home but kept the 300 who took over the provision and, and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of many lay below him in the valley. During that night, the Lord said, I said to Gideon, get up and go down against the camp because I'm going to give it into your hands. Now, God, if God said it, it's done. It's done. We got to remember that. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant, Porah, and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Porah, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp, the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley, thick as locusts. Their camels could not no more be con- counted than the sand of the seashore. Wow. Remember, folks, Gideon only had 300 now. And there's a story about Gideon's 300. Gideon arrived just as the man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream. He was saying, a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midian camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. 
His friend replied, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites to the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. I'll say that again. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. He turned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into three companies and placed trumpets and empty jars in their hands, all of all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get up to the edge of the camp, when, when I get to the end of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I, all who are with me, blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and a hundred and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp and beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard, they blew their trumpets and broke the first jars that were in their hand. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, the sword of the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the men of the night ran crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn to each other. With their swords, the army fled to Bethsheda toward Zerah, as far as the border of Abel, Meholah, and Tabeth. The Israelites from Nephi, Ashar, and all Manasseh were called out, and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan and head of them as far as Beth Shoan. So all the men of Ephraim were called out as they seized the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Borah. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and uh, Zeb. They killed Oreb with the rock of Oreb and Zeb with the winepress of Zeb. They pursued the Midianite and brought the heads of Orb and Zeb to Gideon, who was in Jordan. So let's, if we think back, Michelle, they start off with basically 22,000 and 10,000 and 300. So he basically almost had over 3,500 men. If, you know, 10,000 went, 22,000 went back, then 10,000, and then we stuck with 300. Only God can do that. We we worried about you know, and that was a battle. They really didn't have to fight. God did. God did that. So again, God is faithful, and he he just wants us to hold unswervingly to whatever is going. You know, me myself, if I was getting, I would have been like, okay, okay, God. But did you see the verse where after he heard the dream, he fell down and worshipped? That's what God wants us to do. Whether whatever is going on. If we just worship him and say, you got it, because Gideon had to do it, because there's nothing new under the sun. 
hard times, the hardest of times, God still got it. He just wants us to rely and count on him. And I just, you know, I'm just, I just had it. We, you know, we ran overtime, but that's okay. I, I, you know, I, I just love these perpetual praise Friday because we open up, we talk, we just, you know, see what the Lord is, you know, Lord is going to do in 2017. I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening and praising with us this evening. Um, it was a good show, and the praise is still going on. We're not just praising him. One time we're making, we're going to continue this every third Friday, Perpetual Praise Friday or Man in the Mirror. Thank you guys so much um, for your love and support. And if you have any comments about the show, you can check um, this event on our event page um, on Facebook, on um, and as always, this has been Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and we'll see you at the mirror. Mm-hmm.